welcome back to Unclassical. Hello! I'm Marsha. I'm Katie. And today you are joining us for part four of Little Women. Yeah? 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 Yes, I'm pretty sure it's part four. It's been a long lockdown. We're all... Every day is the same. Every night is the same. Every, <laughs> Every face is the is fucking the same. same. <laughs> it's all the same. Apart from our Little Women episodes. They are varied and fun. <laughs> they are varied and fun. Oh, we bring unless... you new content in lockdown. Something you don't get. Because yeah. everything's already... the same. <laughs> unless you've already read the book. In which case, it's kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, watch the films. Kind of the yeah. same. Kind of the same. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is a different perspective where we laugh at them for being silly. <clears throat> we do. So last time, it was basically just a look of uh, why Amy is a bit shit. <laughs> Still so on her side, but not with that. That was uncool. Amy, you know, do better. Amy burning Joe's book we're talking about. Amy, that, that was not cool. And if you don't know what we're talking about, obviously go back, guys. Yeah, because yeah. I'll tell you now, it's going to get confusing. You're not going to know the inside jokes. No. You're going to be confused. Yeah. You're going to feel left out. Yeah, we'll laugh at you. Maybe send you hate mail. <laughs> we will. We might send you shit to your house. Yeah, we'll find out who you are. If you're here right now and be like, which one's Amy? Oh my God, guys. You're oh in my for a world of pain so unless you stop this now. <laughs> you got to stop this now. How do you encourage um, listeners to stay? We tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Look, even if you've been following it along, mate, I don't want to hear it, don't hear it, fuck off. <laughs> we threaten them with hate mail and physical attacks. <laughs> We're very lovely. I don't know why, whenever people talk about us, they're like, those two lovely girls from Unclassical. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're bullshit, aren't you? You're the, one, you're the ones pretending to listen. <laughs> I was like, you don't listen, do you? You've listened to, like, maybe the first ten minutes of an episode yeah. and thought, oh, lovely, and then we're just like, so we're a fucking glick! <laughs> I'll slice you, you dick! <laughs> I'll slice through you like you're made of butter. <laughs> I think we have some rage in us. Marsha's renovating an airstream. It's stressful. I don't have an excuse. I'm just very angry. The world ended. The world ended. Boris Johnson's still in power and people are still making excuses for him and it's very annoying. Perplexing as well. So if you want to escape from all the rage, come join us in some very niche-directed rage as we jump back into it. So I said when we concluded last week um, that Meg was about to head off for like a posh week's holiday with like the other rich girl families. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's the only one that gets invited because she's pretty. <laughs> Literally. Oh, okay. This is a really weird flashback. But ages ago when Meg and Joe went to that party where Joe and Meg met Laurie properly for the first time. Yeah. I said they had a particular name for the type of dresses they were wearing. I couldn't remember what it was. It was called a poplin. Poplin, everybody. I've heard of a poplin. How, why are you so fucking posh? <laughs> I've heard of a poplin. Because she... I live in... I was going to say where I live. I mean, I think only our friends listen to this, but still. No. This is my postcode. <laughs> she also takes a tile. Uh, you're so posh, your postcode doesn't take you to your house, so that's absolutely fine. <laughs> my house is big enough to cover the entire postcode, to be fair. 
<laughs> it does shit you out on the wrong road, though. It does. It's really hard to find. Anyway, uh, so she has a poplin and a tarleton. Have you heard of a tarleton? I've heard of a harleton. <laughs> okay, you're not that posh then. So anyway, she's like, she's taking these things, which apparently Katie... So where have you heard of poplin? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't picture what kind of dress it is. But I think it's more that I like sewing. So I do mm. do look at things that are related posho. to that. Yeah, such a posho. I do um, have very like classical interests. I like to draw. <laughs> I like to bake. And I like to sit and do some embroidery. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so the family she's going to be like staying with the host family. They're called the Moffats, and it says they were Sorry, very kind. I I thought this. Who's this book by? I didn't realise it was by fucking Ian Blighter, the fucking Moffats. <laughs> the Moffats. Little Miss Moffat. It's that, isn't it? Sat on a tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Along Are they a spider. family of kittens? <laughs> well, this is what they say. It says they were very kindly, despite of the frivolous life they led, which I think is yeah. well judgy. It's, it's a family of cats, the Moffats. It's a family of well-to-do cats. Of friendly but very indulged cats. Yeah, they're portly cats. <laughs> they are little portly To be fair, cats. I wasn't jealous of Meg's holiday. I am now. She's going on holiday with a bunch of cats. It's not great. <laughs> but she's judging them. Like, this reminded me of that bit in Friends when does Ross like make that list about Rachel and he like says she's a bit shallow or something. Yeah. And um, she's like, I care about my friends. And I just kind of feel like, oh, they're all rich and they have everything that they want. They're so frivolous, but they're quite kind. Like, all right, I thought you meant to be all like pious and nice. Stop judging everyone. Yeah. Also, like, mm, she's a bit, just to go back to Friends because I, I hate Ross and Friends because he's the worst. <laughs> just like, fucking worst. Oh, she's a bit shallow, like, yeah. and making this list, what does that make you? Yes, literally. Absolute dickhead. Glass houses and all that. Yeah. Um, so the Moffats... Sounds so weird to say that. Anyway, the Moffats. The the family of cats. The family of cats. I I like to kind of think of them as the Kardashians. Like, they're very rich. They're kind of like the it party girls. And Meg sort of like sees all their wealth and everything. And she's like, I want to be rich like the Kardashians. All right, (laughs) Meg. Come on, it's all fake. All fake. Um, My favourite bit with the Kardashians is where, sorry, I don't watch the Kardashians. I just remember this one scene of where Kim's crying like, I lost my earring in the ocean. And one of them just goes, Kim, people are dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It does sound amazing. I remember another, I don't know which one said it. Oh, if you really push me, I'm not 100% it was a Kardashian thing, but I think it was, um, where one of them was like, look, I'm work is just never going to be my main motivator. It never is. I'm like, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I can only care so much. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, Meg's away having a lovely time at the parties and because that's the kind of thing you get dressed up during the day and go and like network at parties in the evening. And mm. um, she's buzzing because at one of the parties, she gets three compliments. <gasps> oh, yeah. to get three compliments. To get three. I was like, do you know to what she fair, used to do? In lockdown. In lockdown. It's been a long time. It's <laughs> been a long time. I, there's like a song, isn't there? It's like a meme thing. Like, compliments. Give me compliments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I just say to my boyfriend. <laughs> Give me compliments. But 
I understand, yeah, this isn't a thing now, but she really needed to go to the girls' bathroom at a club. If you want three compliments, fucking hell, Meg, your head's oh, gonna that explode. Is a, is a, imagine going to the girls' bathroom at a club and not getting any compliments like, I'm so ugly. <laughs> you said this would be good for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to build up your shy friend and sending them in and they're like, no one said anything. <laughs> No, you could totally stage it though if that was the case. You'd oh my god, you would just like... go in there first. But like, look, my mates had a shit night tonight. She just needs some building up in the girls' bathroom. She's gonna come you in a minute. Amazing. She's the really ugly one. <laughs> Can you please just lift her up? Build her up. Build her up. Actually, fair, if you want those girls, you're like, of course, it's not very nice to call your friend ugly. Of course, we'll build her up. Yeah, of course it is. And then she walks in. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Fucking hell. I'm sure you've got the best personality. Just like, oh my god, I can't remember where I heard this it's story. Horrible. I heard it on a podcasting a little while ago. It was how someone met her best friend. Oh, I can't remember who was it, it was. Was it in a club toilet? It was. It sounds like a um, great place to meet a best friend. Well, what happened was, the woman who was telling the story, she was a woman of colour, and I think she was going to university, like, in this northern town and she was like you know i got off the train and it was very much like a white area like yeah. people were like you know they weren't being horrible but you know they were like you know doing like a little bit of a double take when i walked by and so she went to this club and she was queuing in the toy in the she was queuing for the toilet and this woman yeah. pushed past her and said something like disgustingly racist to her and was like you wait and um, she was obviously like a bit kind of taken aback and like fucking mm. hell and this other woman just was like um went <laughs> <laughs> walked past her and punched the woman in the face and Fair she enough. was like I'm really sorry about that but that actually really fucking offended me and she was like I'm not gonna stand around and hear that she's like do you wanna come have a drink with me and she's like yeah she's like and that's how I met my best friend and that's how we became best friends that's precious <laughs> I was like that's an amazing story you're like so how did you two meet we're the best friends <laughs> best friends she punched a racist in the face I can't. Oh, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, because I'd like to reference, but I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> Meg's going to these parties, and it says this: Annie made her sing, and someone said she had a remarkably fine voice. <laughs> Major Lincoln asked who the fresh little girl with the beautiful eyes was, and Mister Moffat insisted on dancing with her because she didn't dawdle but had some spring in her, as he gracefully expressed it. These are the older men there. So, so he's like, oh, she's a fresh little girl. Mm. And he's like, you've got some spring in you. So Mr. Moffat, <laughs> Mr. Moffat is like obviously the father of the girl who's kind of like hosting the week. So gross old men sexualizing children as per. Anyway, they're at the party. And later Meg hears some old women like saying that Marmy is plotting for Meg to marry Laurie. And How that you, Meg's... You can't... You can't... What? You can't plot it. Yeah, like she's like, like oh no. yeah, he's, he's always visiting, and obviously Marmy's seen that. She, they always call her Mrs. March. Has seen that will be a good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's a shame that Meg's clothes are so shit, but you know maybe she'll tear her dress tonight, and we can like you know lend her something good um, before tomorrow's ball. And Meg's just like yeah. really embarrassed. Um, but I was like, you can say worse things. Like, oh, your, her mum's trying to match make her with the Laurie guy, and we, I mean. Your dress is shit compared to this, Meg. That's just facts. No, that's um, just facts. I mean, you could just still lend her a dress being like, this will suit you better. 
Yeah, literally. But anyway, Meg's really like embarrassed and pissed off and she doesn't like that because obviously she's never thought of Laurie that way. And she's like, she kind of feels like it's tainted her relationship with him, their friendship. She's like, fucking hell, is that what everyone's thinking when they see us together? It's gross. Um, And also, he's totally vibing with Joe. Totally. So later, the girls, um, like Meg's age girls, they say that um, Mr. Lawrence has been invited to the next party. And Meg's like, well, he won't come. He's old as shit. (laughs) And the girls are like, no, no, not, not, the, not the old man, Meg. God, so silly. Uh, the, the, the hot young man, he'll be coming. And Meg's like, there isn't a young man, only a child. And they're like, he's your age. And she's like, I'm nearly 17. He's Josephine's age. And so they're like, oh, oh, well, you know. And she's like, I, no, there's no love interest there. He is a literal child. He's, kind of, you know. Is and also, I realise that, you know, we've kind of like the whole sexualising of children here, but I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not into it. Earlier, um, like the day before, Meg received some flowers and they were like from Laurie. So everyone's been losing their shit. Like, oh my God, Laurie sent her flowers. And um, she's like, he sends flowers to all of us. His grandfather and my mum are friends. Um, It's natural for us children to play together. And um, she's like, I will only be sexualized on my own terms, bitches. Yeah, and not with children. I don't, and I'm getting three compliments from much older men. I don't like children. Don't like children. I got a type. Um, oh yeah, the next day, um, Mrs. Moffat comes in and basically says, the "Oh, cat. I'm going." The cat, she, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> but she comes in and says, basically, she's going out to town. And does anyone want anything for their outfits that evening? Is, does everyone know what they're wearing to the party? And Meg's like, "Oh, I'll wear what I wore last night, but um, I need to fix it as it got torn." They're always talking about tearing their dresses. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Or what are they made of? paper <laughs> yeah just rip it everywhere mm. um, and then so sally moffat who's like the it girl hosting it all she has no yeah. social awareness and um so when meg's like i'll just wear this dress even though it's ripped but i'll fix it she's like why don't you send home for another one and meg's like i haven't got another one this is my dress and she's like you've only got that how funny how funny <laughs> like sally you're such a privileged dick you're such conservative yeah um, like you'll do well you'll do well You'll do very well. Anyways, obviously, zip, zip, zap. Uh, the girls are like, makeover time! So Dude. they like... And it's like one of those 90s films where, you know, they have all that like, mmm, bachaka, 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 mmm, kind of music going. Mmm, bachaka, bachaka, I've no idea. And uh, she comes <laughs> out in a terrible survive. dress and they're like, oh my God, terrible, no! And then like another ridiculous dress. Until, and then like, like a fun. big like, pineapple hairstyle and they were like, mmm, no. Mm-mm. It's just not quite you. Let's try again. Like throwing different outfits over the dressing room door, and like she's throwing them back out. Like, oh my god, (laughs) oh my god, you guys. Um, Yeah, so very uh, wholesome view of women there. (laughs) Yeah, it became something for the you know the what is it the early nineteen hundreds became very nineties. Yeah, I think it's earlier. Oh wait, no, yeah, like yeah, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, seventeen hundred. I have no idea. I don't know. What do you think? Know. I've read the book. Um, I think it is 1800s. Um, so yeah, they've put makeup on her and they've got her in a very tight, low-cut dress, which is <gasps> you know, quite scandalous for modest Meg. Um, so yeah, and Sally concludes like, you look so nice. Not a bit like yourself. <laughs> Thanks, <Savage>. bitch. <laughs> so, shit, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice backhanded compliment Thanks. there. Anyway, you don't look um, anything like yourself. Honestly, you look so pretty. Like, so nice. <laughs> Punch in the fucking tit. So, um, Laurie does come to the party, and so ensues an evening of shaming. 
But shame should be on you, shamers, instead. So Laurie looks at Meg with undisguised surprise and disapproval. And he's like, oh, fuck I didn't off. Rec- like, I'm sorry, but you don't get to judge what she's wearing. Get in the bin, sir. Get in the bin, Laurie. Fuck off. So Especially, says, like, like, this 15-year-old child has come up to the 17-year-old girl, like, oh, I think you're dressed a bit scantily. Like, I think you're speaking a bit of above your station. And you'll go hmm. away if you don't want a slap on a smacked yeah. bottom. <laughs> smack your bottom, little boy. That's literally Literally, like, fuck um, off. Um, thing is at this point I'd probably just bark at him so he says he doesn't recognise her she looks grown up and he's afraid of her I'm like what's going on literally like, oh, you look like you have personality now ah! I like it you look formidable anyway um, Meg does say how absurd of you the girls yeah. dress, dressed me up for fun and I rather like it I got yes, dressed this that's... way for me Laurie not for you not for you. I hate you, Laurie. Throw a drink in his face and stamp on him. Yeah, I don't give a shit what you think, Laurie. Um, <laughs> anyway. I don't imagine if it did just say that. And to which Meg responded, I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, uh, I don't remember asking your opinion and you're a child. Why do I care what you think I look like? Yeah, Fuck like, off. sorry. Fuck off, Laurie. And then yeah. Meg throttled him. <laughs> yeah, and then Meg punched him in the fucking face. Um, and kicked him in the dick. <laughs> Uh, Laurie says uh, he doesn't like it he doesn't like fuss and feathers and Meg says he's the rudest boy ever <laughs> well then it's okay Laurie if you don't like fuss and feathers then don't wear them yeah but the thing is I would love her to be strong and just be like well that's fine but he's made her feel self-conscious and shit and I'm like no Laurie it's just like, fuck off no she's like um, clearly you're trying to put me down because you know I look great and which is mm. kind of you know it's that bad kind of compliment Laurie just fuck off just fuck fuck off just fuck off, off. Oh, do you remember Major Lincoln that said she was like a fresh-faced girl or whatever? Did he motorboat her? <laughs> no, he comes in and... Well, he, I bet he she, did. He, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, she overhears him saying, they are making a fool of that little girl. I wanted you to see her, but they have spoiled her entirely. She's nothing but a doll tonight. So literally, I wanted to show off the child, but now she looks grown up. I like little girls. You spoiled my night. You spoiled my night. I wanted to play with the sexy child. Yeah, now she looks like a little woman. <laughs> Did someone say sexy child? Did someone say sexy child? So... But Meg just feels, because obviously she's not, like, you know, in a place that she could be like, fuck y'all. She's yeah, um, distraught. Y'all just creepy. Yeah. Weird. She's just distraught and wishes she'd worn her own things and that she hadn't disgusted other people. Like, literally, fuck them all. Fuck them all, Meg. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them um, all. Her, her and Laurie kind of make up, though. I think he says he's sorry. Um, oh, Good. yeah, he... No, he says he doesn't like her dress, but he does think she's splendid. So he didn't want to offend her. So he's like, your well, dress you did. is a bit weird, but I like you. But she's, well, I, I think don't like this... you, so... So annoying. But she's like... <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, Megs, at that point, she decides to get a bit drunk. Yes, Megs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Meg. Have a drink. Yes, Meg. And so then, she gets a bit... if, you, if you have a drink and you don't like it, Laurie's right there to throw it on. Just lob it on him. So she gets a little bit drunk. She flirts. She dances scandalously. And basically, Laurie's a bit like, woo. And she's like, hey, let me tell you right now. I'm not Meg tonight. Um, so I'm going to make the most of being this new, you know, kind of risque me. And then tomorrow I can go back to being good little Meg. Uh, and Laurie's like, I'm not impressed, but I won't tell the others at home. Um, so well, good, because it's not your place to. It's off. not your fucking place. And so she just has like a good time and drinks and, also, and dances. Because also, like, I mean, I realise that I don't know what the drinking age, of if there was a drinking age then. I don't but think there is a drinking age. Yeah. So mm. it's fine. 
And it's not like she's like in a relationship or anything. Yeah. It's fine. It's and fine. Laurie, you don't have a position to judge. You're already hitting on Joe. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. Back off. And he's like, I am hitting on Joe because connections are mice, but I do think Meg is the most attractive. So it's confusing for me as a man. <laughs> so the next day, uh, Meg's hungover. And uh, <laughs> yeah, been there, Meg. Just get a Chinese takeaway. You'll be fine. <laughs> Imagine being hungover in the 1800s and it's like, oh, I need a hot shower. Doesn't exist. Oh, I need a fry up. Doesn't exist. Doesn't okay. exist. You know what does exist? A corset. What? Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> and also prim and properness. So it's 4 or 5 a.m. and it's time to put your corset on. I will kill you. I will kill you all. Anyway, she goes home and she has proper beer fear. Like, I think, you know, I acted like an absolute tit last night. Mm. So she confesses all to Marmy and Joe. And um, she's and Meg's like, I do admit, Marmy, that I did enjoy the attention and the compliments. And Marmy's like, that is perfectly natural and quite harmless. If the yeah. liking does not become a passion and lead one to do foolish or unmaidenly things. <laughs> that's unmaidenly and she says learn to know and value um, your praise which is worth having and to excite the admiration of excellent people by being modest as well as pretty oh fuck off marmy fuck off marmy you can you can get meg get your tits out get your tits out do you know what this reminds me of so the girls have been like oh you know you should look this way and the men are like oh isn't she nice and attractive and then so she's tried to make herself more attractive like oh not that attractive it reminds me of that whole thing with women like be this be that be less be less be less like not unmaidenly you know be modest just be tiny and small literally With it's so annoying boots. and you see it still though like so much sort of like men being like i don't like it when girls wear makeup that's really over the top and it's like <laughs> 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 don't give a shit mate <laughs> that's what my that's... very intellectual argument sometimes i think i should go into politics and you know hear boris johnson being like i just don't believe we should feed children <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't believe we should like you know have um billionaires there's too many problems. I can't settle on one. <laughs> I don't believe Again, we should have you, Boris. I don't believe uh, he is elected now, for fuck's sake. I was going to say non-elected billionaires who are actually just putting their friends in power, leading the country. Also, I said this the other day. I think I've said it before. Jobs losing sight of what their core purpose is. So policemen, your main job is to maintain the peace. Mm. Your mm. job as a parliament is to look after your people. How mm. can you be in charge of the entire country, which has lots of different kinds of people in it, when you actively hate certain groups? Trump probably is a more obvious example of this. So you hate immigrants. But, you know, Boris as well. He just, like, covers it up a little bit more with his public speaking. Um, not that but then, you, but then you look at the stuff he used to write in the sun and shit like that. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and so it's just like, it's not exactly subtle, is it? Not subtle. And I'm like, you can't be in charge of looking after everyone when you, when hate, you hate a people. significant percentage of everyone. I mean, you have to have someone in charge. It's like, I want the best for everyone. To yeah, look after literally. Because otherwise Jezza. it's like, well, I will look after this group and fuck y'all. But you're in charge of all of us. So you can't be like, fuck y'all. Yeah, this is why I wanted Jezza. I want Jezza, man. Jezza back. <laughs> It's, oh, it's just infuriating, isn't it? And it's also yeah. just the kind of thing, like, yes, but being a member of parliament is a job. If you mm. don't do your job well, you get fired. Fired. So and why the I fuck are we still... fire you. Yeah, and surely, like, also government, are you not working for us? Can we not mm. fire Boris because he's the worst? Yeah. 
Surely it's that moment like when Trump got um was getting his second impeachment. Whoop whoop. And then he was like, I'm gonna go to England. At least they know how to run things. Like, shit guys, we really fucked it up. <laughs> we really fucked it up now. Like, Trump no, thinks we're doing a good job. No, 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 come back, come back, come back. There was a weird little shadow on your face then, and it looked like you had those tiny spectacles that you know rest on your nose. <laughs> and now I just want you to have them. <laughs> I would love a pair for sewing. I think it would be fetching. It keeps looking like it. <laughs> anyway, we've uh, figured out what to get Katie for her birthday. So the chapter concludes with this speech from Marmy, which I've edited slightly for brevity. But um, oh, I just read the first line again and want to stab her. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Remember what do- she said about controlling rage. Look at your part, your male partner, and feel calm because he does it so well. So so well, much yours. better than you could. Yeah, not my. <laughs> Just looking like Mar- Marsha. Set fire to it. All right. <laughs> All right. Burn them all. Again, if you're confused about uh, the rage, uh, that was last week's episode. And I put a lot of the extra rage stuff on Patreon. So again, if you're a little bit confused, get over to Patreon, guys. Get over to Patreon and understand our inner rage. Inner rage. All right. Marmy's speech. <laughs> I want my daughters to be beautiful, accomplished, and good. To have a happy youth and be well and wisely married, lead useful and pleasant lives, to be loved and chosen by a good man is the sweetest and best thing which can happen to a woman. It is natural to think of it. Meg is right to hope and wait for it and wise to prepare for it so that when the happy time comes, you may feel ready for the duties and worthy of the joy. Um, Money, Money is a needful and precious thing, and when well used, a noble thing, but I never want you to think it is the first or only prize to strive for. I'd rather see you poor men's wives, if you are happy and beloved, contented, than queens on thrones without self-respect and peace. So she's basically saying, don't, like, you know, chase the dollar, but do get married. You have to get married. That's the only way you have to get married. Yes, we want you married. Get married and have children. That's the only yes. way you can ever feel fulfilled as a woman. If you don't want children, don't get married. Then you yeah. might as well be dead. Yeah, might as well. Meg says that the um, the girls at like Sally Moffat's said that poor girls have to like you know push themselves forward more in order to be noticed because obviously the rich girls their family names has gotten about like you you know that Sally Moffat gets so much a year and she's of dating age. I heard that she got a brand new ball of yarn last week to play <laughs> with. Oh, you can see the milk on her whiskers. <laughs> I hear she's partial to warm cream. As a man. As a man. I've heard she gets a fresh bowl of tuna every morning and on Sunday too. (laughs) And she's an excellent mouser. (laughs) They're a family of cats. You know, like. It's tickled me more than it should have. (laughs) You know, like, the, um,. Beatrix Potter stories and like you know they had all like the animals and they'd be dressed up all nice and everything like the story of Tom Kitten and everything yeah <laughs> just fully picturing just that. that just that <laughs> pretty much um so anyway the cats are there that's so funny yeah, she... <laughs> so yeah as a poor girl she does have to put herself out there a bit more if she's going to find a, has- a husband and Joe is like sweet we'll be old maids then better than running around looking for husbands yes, <laughs> yes Joe. Joe yes, yes. Joe and Mommy says, 
Don't be troubled, Meg. Poverty seldom daunts a sincere lover. Some of the best, mm. most honoured women I know were poor girls, but so love-worthy that they were not allowed to be old maids. One thing to not remember, allowed. my girls... You can do yeah. whatever the fuck you want. It's so gross. I got some stuff to say on this in a minute. One thing to remember, my girls, mother is always ready to be your confident, father Sorry, to be your friend. Mother, and both... no. <laughs> and both of us trust and hope that our daughters, whether married or single, will be the pride and comfort of our lives. Um, so Joe had to like pick her mum up and be like, oh, we could be single, mum, and that is also okay. And the mum's like, oh, you could be single, and that is also okay. And also take serious umbrage with this term love worthy as though there are only some people so it's like a quality like are you worthy of love are you everyone is worthy well maybe murderers but like you know and trump trump (laughs) look at if Trump's face trump's not worthy (laughs) i thought i thought maybe and i i I thought maybe you know the money and everything you know i could oversee it but my god have you met him (laughs) so i get where you were where you were going to what you were going to say about how everyone is worthy of love but Mm. And yes, oh, in everyone. theory. Well, not everyone. Some people are really bad. <laughs> yeah, some people are really bad. But some people are abusive. Thing... They're not worthy of love. Put them straight in the bin. Put them away. But yeah, it's her thing. Uh, just among like, you know, normal girls of dating age. She's like, you're very love worthy. You'll be worthy of love. And that not also, that's kind age. of like... Children. It's like, again, it's giving yourself a quality that has to be fulfilled by someone else. Like, you are yeah. worthy of love. Yeah, I can love my fucking self. Yeah, have you ever heard of self-love? you ever heard of a bubble bath and a wine and a, and a wine of glass? And a wine of glass? That bit's terrible. Don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not very self-loving. Have a glass of wine. It's much glass nicer. of wine, much nicer. Anyway, do you want to know what the, what the girls say in response to this? What? They go, we will, Marmy. They cried with both the girls with all their hearts. So we will, Marmy. We'll make you proud. And we'll be the comfort of your lives. Yes, Marmy. Yes. You're so fucking weird. I'm just like, just Beth in the corner like, this is why I have issues. (laughs) Also, yeah, they all share a room. There's like Meg and Amy, not Meg and Amy, Beth and Amy like, so annoying. (laughs) You guys are so loud. Shut up. To sleep. So, Beth's like, I don't mind the noise. It distracts me from my night terrors. <laughs> so that's the end of that chapter. Um, oh, is it? I feel oh, like it? I clicked onto the wrong email. <gasps> I have. There's a gap in my notes, but it's okay. I remember how this um, chapter starts, so it's okay. Oh, there's a bit of a boring bit after this uh, with just basically chapters that Laurie is kind of like acting a bit like a dick and Meg's like, can you not though? And then they kind of agree to just be friends. So there's a bit of headbutting, a bit boring, skip to the end. Um, now, basically this chapter is called Experiments and the girls naturally just have some time off. So the family that Meg um, has been nannying. Yeah, Ned, Meg, Meg has been nannying. They've gone on holiday, and um, so Meg's got time off from them. Amy doesn't go to school anymore. Beth's Beth, and for some reason, Joe isn't Aunt Marge's. Marches. Oh, by the way, I keep noticing when I'm editing, I keep saying Aunt Marge because of Harry Potter. It's Aunt Marge. <laughs> I'm aware I say it wrong, but when you say Aunt Mar and you've watched Harry Potter for most of your life, it just naturally becomes Marge. I know it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even question it. I was like, yeah, Aunt Marge, obviously. obviously she got obviously. blown up, yeah, by her, her, their other family of nephews. The other <laughs> yeah. family of nephews. <laughs> to be fair, this is the family of nieces. She has a family of nephews. <laughs> yeah, one of which blew her up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes complete sense to me. <laughs> family of nephews sounds fucking terrifying, like a swarm. 
too much masculine power. Anyway. The family of nephews. <laughs> uh, that's the problem with not having this in notes. I can't remember which bits I've said. So, yeah, um, they decide to have a week off of it and basically not do a lot that week. So Joe reads loads of books and her eyes get really sore. Meg, oh, Meg tries to make her clothes prettier. So she kind of like over adorns them and just ends up like ruining all her clothes. Um, <laughs> Been there, Meg. It happens. Beth is just kind of around. I can't remember what she's doing. Oh, she gets so like vexed. She shouts at a doll and calls her <gasps> doll a fright. Terrifying. And, um, terrifying. Also, what did her doll do? Nothing. She just says she gets in such a tizz She goes, oh, you're a fright. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she's evil. She really scares me. And Amy's kind of too young to make her own entertainment. So she gets like, you know, fun from like, you know. I can't remember. I think she's probably a bit younger. Anyway, yeah, so she's too young. So she wants fun, like, from hanging out with the others, but they're all too busy on their leisure time. So she's actually been very bored the entire week. Poor Amy. <laughs> um, but Mommy and Hannah have, like, been doing all their housework for them. So Mommy's like, um, uh, this is, like, you know, going so well, but I think me and Hannah will have a, a week off as well. And um, they're like, do it. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's the, that's how lockdown began, isn't it? Yeah. So they're like, okay. And so the next day they come down and breakfast isn't ready. And they're like, oh, <gasps> God. And they try making it and they burn it all and it all tastes like shit. And they're like, oh. And then they try to make like dinner and that shit as well. And it all just goes to shit and they have a terrible time. And I think cry and... Oh, my God, no, I just remember the worst bit. Oh, oh. So this is like is literally it? like after... Um, Mommy and Hannah have been on holiday for like two days and Beth goes into the kitchen and they have a budgie but Beth forgot to feed it so it's dead and she's like I'll never forgive myself I'll have a budgie again like yeah Beth you're fucking awful it's been like a day and a half <laughs> fucking hell how often do you have to feed budgies I know the, anyway it's that's dead that's bad that's really bad that's, that's very bad yeah so Meg's distraught I mean not Meg yeah. sorry, this was Beth Beth's distraught. I'm like, well, to be fair, Beth, you really fucking dropped the ball. Like, stop telling your dolls they're afraid to go look after your fucking budgery girl. Yeah. Fucking hell. Literally. So, um, anyway, uh, I think they try and have a dinner party and kind of balls it up and everything. And I think Laurie kind of like, I seem to remember Laurie kind of like laughs at the situation. And it's kind of like, don't laugh or I'll cry. <laughs> laugh or I'll cry, Laurie. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, and so, we've like, all had um, that mo- we've all had that moment. Yeah. Don't like, laugh please. or I'll cry. I'm not ready to laugh at this right now. <laughs> but later it's going to be really funny. Really, really funny. Um, yeah, once the beer fear's gone, I will be bringing up the jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will be making them and it will be hilarious. So just stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's going to be hilarious. So after like this week of that, Mommy's like, have you enjoyed this week? Shall we have another of it? And the girl's like, mm. no! please come back and do work for us and um then mommy's like i just wanted you to see you know if no one else does any work how hard it is that we all have to kind of like you know pull together and be a team and they're like yay so in conclusion oh and she's like um and it would be good for you to learn to do some basic cooking so you could be good little housewives kind of thing so well, in conclusion, I, mean, I agree with the basic cooking not because of housewives but just because everyone should be able to cook you but, should um, to look after yourself yeah like, so, in conclusion, holidays are bad. Nice. Everyone must work. So, yeah. So, uh, welcome to 2020. All welcome we do to- is holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do now. Are you happy? No. 
No. <laughs> so, uh, between the two houses, Laurie has set up like this little post box thing that they call like the post office. So for them to like exchange gifts and letters and that kind of thing without having to like, you know, actually see each other. Gross. It's an excellent yeah. idea. So Beth comes back one day with a posy for Marmy and a letter for Meg and one glove. Singular. And Meg is like, obviously there were two gloves. And Beth's like, well, there was only one in the in the letterbox. And, Beth, and Meg's like, right. So the letter is a translation of a German song that Meg had asked Laurie for, because Laurie speaks better German than them. But she mm. notes that it's not Laurie's handwriting. It's Mr. Brooks' handwriting, who is Laurie's teacher. And she's like, <gasps> she no, she can't have a relationship with the teacher. He's an old man. I don't think he's that old, but anyway, he is old. No, she's a child, and she, she is a position of power. He is a position of power. Yeah, he is. So anyway, <laughs> not, at the moment, not in a position of power. He is a position of power. <laughs> he is a position of power. He is not a man. He is power, Katie. Has this <laughs> book is, taught you nothing? He's just like the yoga warrior stance. That all. That's all he is. <laughs> that's all he is. But he does speak damn good <sighs> German. Yeah. <laughs> Which is impressive, being a stance that doesn't have a mouth. Yeah. To be fair, all of this is over Meg's head. She's like, oh, Mr. Brooke translated it. No, I thought I, thought I had two gloves. Weird. And um, Mrs. Did March is this in the... Did he keep one of the gloves to fap in? <laughs> well, spoilers. But yeah. um, Mrs. March is just in the corner and she kind of like notices that Meg is completely innocent. And she's like, look, I know a kink. She doesn't say it. She just thinks it. She's like, I know a kink when I hear it. Mr. Brooks is fucking into that glove right now. <laughs> now but mommy like, says you nothing. can kind of get it back honey you don't want it back you don't it's gonna be rock hard it's gonna it's gonna smell <laughs> so later joe um receives another letter from laurie basically saying that some english girls and boys are coming to see him tomorrow to have a jolly time and um he's going Is to laurie put up english no i know he, I, he's like part italian isn't he yes if you go on his heritage he's american half american half italian but i think he's gone to school in england um he's been around he's been around europe he's very cultured our laura he's he's well traveled um <laughs> he's 16 <laughs> yeah well he's only been living with the grandfather relatively recently. i know i just find it funny that there are children more cultured than me <laughs> He's fluent in German. He's an excellent pianist. His English friends are coming to visit. And he has friends. Aww. Yeah. I want friends. He's going to put up a tent in Longmeadow, like a kind of marquee, and make messes gypsy fashion. Whatever the fuck that means. Eh? I literally no idea. Eh? We're going to act like gypsies. I, I'm sure it's offensive. Like, not play yeah. by the rules. Just gallivant you go to frolic and i'm pretty sure gypsy is an offensive word as well like that's what i mean that's that's the offensive bit what was the other bit making a mess the oh offensive term. i was like yeah messes wasn't offensive i'm very i'm very into cleanliness and mess offends me offends me so i'm very triggered yeah, no, gypsy's definitely offensive bit. yeah um Oh, and he says, um, Mr. Brooke will go to keep us boys steady and Kate Vaughan will play propriety for the girls because obviously if they're not there, it will just be a big fuck fest. Keep us steady, mate. Steady, boys. Leave the girls. Oh, thank God you were here, Mr. Brooke. Thank goodness. (laughs) I'd have mounted her like a young steed. (laughs) I'd have ridden her home, Mr. Brooke. (laughs) It's like... I think you need to be in an institution. <laughs> You're not allowed to be in society, young Laurie, or any of you boys for that matter. Like, get away, just at get the end away. of that week, like Mr. Brooke is like, I am very tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I imagine there with like a spray bottle. 
Bad boy, bad. Calm down. <laughs> Again, this is just funny. Men can control themselves. It's insulting to say that they can't. Anyway. Yeah, this is just funny. But what happens when he goes into the boys' dormitory and they're just doing it all to each other like, God damn it! <laughs> oh, God damn it! I thought you'd be safe. Clearly, <laughs> oh. they're a bunch of hormonal teenagers to slam have an orgy. Laurie concludes the message that Beth, he's invited like everyone apart from Mummy, all, all the children. Um, he's like, Beth. <laughs> just poor little Amy, they're like, I'm very confused and worried. Worried. Well, they are all invited, and he says, Beth has to come and no one will worry her. And um, <laughs> I kind of wish people would write that. Marsha can come, no one will worry her. Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, anyone talk to me only if you want them to. I do kind of wish you could put, like, and it just wouldn't be judged. Like, you could just mm. put terms and conditions into your meetings with people. Like, you know, just a little thing, just to be like, I'm feeling a bit off today and not really in a chatty mood. It's nothing against you. Mm. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, and everyone would just be like, "It's fine." Yeah, uh, like it would just yeah. be normal. Like, oh, so and so feeling like, it today. I'm feeling a little bit down in the dumps today. So could you actually make an effort to like engage me because I'm just a bit flat. But I yeah. won't be very engaging like, on my just own. Just little things like, today I'm not feeling the banter train. I'm yeah. feeling a little emotional. <laughs> like, oh yeah, exactly. I have no sense of humour with myself today. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you point out anything, I will cry. Yeah, so let's just Which, avoid admittedly, that. in hindsight, will be funny. So <laughs> I remember one time when I was at uni and I basically uh, had feedback that meant I had to like redo my entire final project in like, two nights and I had like a massive presentation in London in between and so I was like I'm fine but I need to keep my shit together for this presentation and if anyone asks about my final project I will cry so just don't bring it up and I'll be fine and um, Tintin was like I've got that down I will not mention it at all and I was like right now typing this message I'm crying in my room I will get it together but tomorrow there will be no word of it and Tintin was like not saying a word and um, then I remember she had her best intentions but she was like I won't bring it up again but I just want you to know Marsha that it will all be okay I was like I said don't mention it for a reason (laughs) that's stressful it's like look sometimes you just can't talk about it yeah the worst is when you're on the brink and trying to hold it all together and someone's like are you okay and it's like (laughs) (sighs) I've had so many friends who at like their yearly review at work and they're like, and how are you doing? I, I, I literally, I can't handle it when people answer, ask me that question. <laughs> and they just cry and they have to like warn them like, just so you know, it's not, I am fine, but it's like a thing. If anyone asks me how I am, I will cry. So don't, either don't ask or be ready for it. <laughs> that is the thing though. Sometimes they have people ask like, when you don't like prepared for it, someone's like, are you okay? You're like, I, I thought I was, but now you mentioned it. <laughs> So, it's anyway. very difficult being a human. There's a lot of things going on. I'm trying to. I'm going to try and get through this a bit quicker. So, because yeah, we are really not that far into the book, guys. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no one's got anything going on. Laurie concludes the um, letter with them. Um, Only do come. There's a good fellow. Um, in a tearing hurry. Yours ever, Laurie. <laughs> Yours like, ever, Laurie. Tearing hurry. Be a good fellow. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you very um, much. I know I'm only 16 and my voice hasn't even broken yet, but I must talk like this now if I'm a tearing, a tearing. Sorry, right. I have to talk. <laughs> so um, Beth says to Joe um, that she will come as long as Joe doesn't let any of the boys talk to her. So, yeah, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> and the next day, they're all getting ready. And um, obviously, Joe puts on a hat and Meg isn't impressed because she says Joe looks like a guy. And Joe says she's comfortable and doesn't mind looking like a guy if she's comfortable. Exactly, Joe. You tell exactly. Meg to piss off. Also, yeah. just because, you know, 
Ugh, fucking gender stereotypes. I was mm. imagining a bonnet. Oh, Chucky, you scared the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, I just saw Katie's bedroom door opening behind her. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, Katie, because there's a ghost in your room. <laughs> I said, come on then, up you come. So Kate Vaughan is the person who's been assigned to keep the girls, like, you know, behaving properly. And Laurie's spoken about her before, and but it's always been a bit off when he's talking about it. It's like, oh, Kate Vaughan. And Joe is like, Kate oh, Vaughan. I see why he's always a bit off when he's talking about her, as she's very standoffish. Um, and uh, and she's like, oh, so, you know, I'll like, you know, keep clear. But, sorry, Beth has asked no one to talk to her. You don't get much more standoffish. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that Kate Ford's probably a bit standoffish because she's a bit snobby and Beth because she's a bit shy, but still, it's the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's like still standoffish. the same outcome. So, anyway, I just thought that was a bit fine. Like, oh my God, she's so standoffish. No one come near Beth. She doesn't like anyone. <laughs> I mean... It just goes to show, like, people are so judgy of people they don't when they don't know your story. But if they yeah, know your literally. story, it's like, oh, my God, darling, of course. Of course, of course. So um, there's this whole thing about the English versus American playing. Um, well, this is the thing. I wrote croquet in the first bit, and now I've written cricket. I'm pretty sure it's croquet. Anyway. <laughs> we shall and, see. Uh, the English uh, cheated, and but for some reason, out of, like, politeness, they don't call them out or something. And uh, just kind of like, you know, how Americans view the English. And sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yes, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Probably did cheat. Um, I've written Katie is talking to Meg. Kate. <laughs> Kate Vaughan is talking to Meg. I was, like, was I? I wasn't even aware I was alive. I didn't know you were in this book, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I get around. <laughs> I get around. Kate is talking to Meg about... Um, basically like finishing schools and she's like oh Meg you must attend a private one and Meg's like no I don't because I work as a governess I don't go to school and um Kate's like oh really oh obviously like oh how terrible and um, how great oh it looked to me it looked to me uh, 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 she works and Mr Brooke overhears and chimes in young ladies in America love independence as much as their ancestors did and are admired and respected for supporting themselves and although yeah, he's bang on but there's a lot of like you know Meg's just there blushing like oh my god I'm so embarrassed she thinks I go to school and I've told her that I work and she's completely mortified I'm like, oh Mr Brooke you know came in with an eloquent and succinct argument to save me oh thank you Mr Brooke thank you thank, thank you, you Mr thank Brooke you. as a woman I could never have strung all those complicated words together myself like independence and ancestors and, and pro- thank you thank you so so I just would have liked it if Meg had said that line herself actually yeah um, and it's just the fact isn't it sort of like even when things try to be progressive they're like but only if it's voiced by a man no. and a white one at that yes of course this next bit so Mr Brooke is meant to be represented maybe a bit awkward you know like restrained whatever but he's meant to be being represented as like you know a nice decent guy so Meg and Mr. Brooke are having a chat about just like generally work and stuff. And Mr. Brooke is saying that um, Laurie is a good student and he'll be sorry to lose him next year when he goes off to uni whilst busily punching holes in the turf. Like, why must you destroy <laughs> oh, things? Laurie's such a good student. I really like him. Oh, I'm really going to miss him when he goes off to uni. He's a great kid. Oh. <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> are you Okay. So. Why are you? And it's just like you know, as he like casually punched holes in the turf. That's not normal. Why are you destroying things? <laughs> it's gonna be okay, man. You can Jesus. see him in the holidays. I think they're so. too attached. <laughs> you should step back. Um, okay, there's this okay. guy Frank, who this is terrible. Who walks with a crutch, and um, he got in like a hunting accident. There was like a jump or something. Anyway, he's now mm-hmm. like with a crutch 
for always. Yeah. And um, so the boys are off doing like athletic shit that he can't get involved with. And the girls are off doing something else. And Beth is busy tidying up. And um, Beth sees Frank sitting on his own. And she's like, um, is there anything I can do for you? And he's like, you can talk to me. I'm really bored. And um, she's Fair like, enough. oh, what will I talk about? Da, 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 da. Anyway, they ended up chatting. And everyone like looks over. And they're like, oh, my God. And this is the line. Joe says, bless her heart. She pities him. She is so good to him. Um, and Meg says... She's having a fucking al- conversation with a human. Yeah, I always said she was a little saint. And Amy says, my sister Beth is a very fastidious girl when she likes to be. To and be fair, just like, Amy, that's a very impressive word to use for like a seven-year-old. I don't even know what that means. It literally says, Amy doesn't know what this word means, but it sounded good. And it actually did work quite well in the context. <laughs> Well, well done, Amy. You get a well done for that, but your weird views on... I mean, he's a fucking human with a crush. What's wrong with you all? It's so ableist and condescending and also just kind of like, oh, the only person that's going to talk to him is Beth because she's so sweet and so good and that's so nice for... Will you all go talk to him? No, he's on a crush. Gross. No, he's on a crush. <laughs> Yucky. Like, And I was like, do you not think he's just a he's just a normal human? Like, you also, do not get that this thing as well like so beth manages to have a conversation with him because you know he's not as intimidating as a normal boy he's a mm. little broken boy so i can talk to him because you disable people can we are, also just establish that that um, mindset beth is incredibly like manipulative and is the yeah. baseline that you're going to be a very abusive person with your dolls and your crippled oh, friend and- wanting control she's going to have um she likes control doesn't she literally that's why she likes broken doors like they can't leave me i'm gonna get it wrong so munchausen by proxy is when someone is doing it to you so what would the perpetrator be called are they the munchausen is she a munchausen (laughs) (laughs) Um, i don't know but yeah i do know what you're talking about but i don't know what the words are much like amy I, i spend a lot of time googling normal words to understand them i'm using them correctly Munchausen by proxy is, I think, is when you're the child, or I've said child, when you're the person that's being made to believe that they're ill. So, because there was that I, famous I, yeah. tale of it, wasn't it? Not tale. Um, tale as old thing. as time. Tale as old as time. Oh, what was her name? Gyp. She was called Gypsy, oh, wasn't it? Gypsy, Gypsy. Rose. Yeah, uh, that was <laughs> it. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's just a very ableist bit. Um, okay, so now it's um, getting near the uh, end of the day and one of the boys comes along. Oh, Ned Moffat, that's what he's called. And um, you, can't he, call like, a, you can call a cat Ned. <laughs> you can. He repeats this um, verse, but he kind of says it in a real like slug boy way, just like really like, Ugh. and um, he's like, we each are young, we each have a heart. Oh, why should we stand thus coldly apart? I mean, triggered because of Corona, but for the book <laughs> yeah no. um so um meg because it's kind of like this uh, emotional line and he's delivered it like a slug boy um she's uh, kind of laughs and um so he whispers to her how can you be so cruel you've kept close to that starched up english woman all day you criticize me you laugh at me um yeah and she's like i didn't mean to but you looked so funny i really couldn't help it and passing over the first part of his reproach for it was quite true that she had shunned him remembering the moffat party and the talk after it so obviously everyone's been a bit like have you seen mega that moffat party she was a right slag and now she's like you know trying to like you know keep this persona because apparently people don't like it when you're flirty so now i'm not going to be flirty and it's like oh you've been well stuck up all day and avoiding me oh, apparently you can't fucking win and also i don't fucking like you also like well you've clearly put in a great introduction haven't you clearly take me 
Yeah, fucking incel. And, Surely it's um, such a thing, though, being like, well, come on then, like, you're being a white slag, why don't you come off with me? Like, yeah. well, clearly, after those such beautiful romantic words, I'm yours. Yeah, clearly. So Ned turns to Sally and he says for consolation, there isn't a bit of flirt in the girl, is there? And Sally says, not a particle, but she is a dear. So she's kind of like... She's kind of like, oh, yeah, there's no flirt in her. Yeah, she is really, really boring. But she's nice. She's nice. All right, you're both dicks. It's, I mean, it's the fact that, you know, the words slut exist in the term and, like, you know, the um, the way it's used and the word frigid exists. And it's like, just, f- and this doesn't exist for men at all. Yeah. There is, if a man yeah. doesn't have sex, uh, if doesn't have sex and he doesn't like girls, it's like, eh? Yeah. If he has That's- lots of sex, you're like, eh? Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, it just doesn't exist in language. Slut. Girls doesn't have sex. Frigid bitch. It's like, why don't you all take your little sexist opinions, put them in the sea, and jump in after them? And jump in and get gone. So I don't. And just keep your head down. Look at you. Keep it down. Keep going. Um. uh, Okay, I I realise we made this joke a couple of weeks ago. So she's called her. But it's funny when we do it. Yeah, she's called her a deer, and Ned's gone. She's not a stricken. Dear, anyway. <laughs> Just like, okay, Ned, that was a little bit funny. You still That's suck. pretty much what the book says. Said Ned, trying to be witty and succeeding as well as very young gentlemen usually do. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Most of them are really not funny. Most I mean, men are I really realize, not funny. But I realise okay, we make a lot of fart jokes, but it's funny when we do it. It's, it's not funny. funny when they do it. So, anyway, he's just... A, Meg's been chastised for being a flirt at the party and now chastised for not being flirty enough after the party. You can't literally win. Sounds about (laughs) fucking right. So, to the sea, all of you. So, um, I think that's the end of them hanging out there. And then the next bit of the book is kind of, there's this reoccurring theme that Laurie is starting to hang out with ruffian boys and (gasps) Joe's sort of like, oh, you know, but, you know, be, remain respectable and make your friends proud and still be nice. And Joe's, and Laurie's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll try, but you know, I I am a ruffian boy myself, so it's rather tempting to be a ruffian. (laughs) Okay. No, you're not, Laurie. You're a kettle who plays piano. And Laurie's like, speaking about a less than uh, respectful behaviour, and I got a bit of gossip for you. And to be Joe's fair, I like, love gossip. <laughs> leans in. And um, so he's like, so, I believe uh, we have two hands. I'm saying this because I'm more of a showman than uh, Laurie. Two hands. So one would presume you would need uh, two gloves. And yet I believe Miss Meg has one glove. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm fully imagining that's exactly how Laurie did like Laurie you're so wasted in that house you really know how to go join the theatre <laughs> you gotta go join the theatre and Joe's like yeah that was weird that uh, that came back with one glove what's going on he's like I have seen said glove in the pocket of Mr. Brooke and I have seen him it's take so it out creepy. and look at it uh, and jo- did he lick jo- it? I bet he licked it Joe fucking responds that way she's like disgusting no, he's a teacher. What the fuck? That's really fucked up. Even and now if like, it wasn't, like, even if like, you know, you, you and Ross have been established a long time. If he kept like your sock or your glove and just every now and then kind of like, like yeah, I'd be like, I, it's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, I can't. I've never thought no about way. it, but that would be really weird. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that, you know, when I was at uni, I quite often had like a t-shirt of James's that I'd like, uses a pyjama top yeah but 
I didn't wank over it. I didn't wank over it. Ah, you've got into a new level of low if you're wanking over your partner's clothes. I thought you were saying you've got into a new level of low for wearing your partner's t-shirt. And I was like, hey, it's hey. comfy. Hey. You're like, literally like, weird. this is probably the one time I'm not stealing something across his thing. Yeah, like, like, hey, man, I know you steal his clothes too. <laughs> and also, sexism. They have bigger pockets and they're warmer. So they all this sort of thing with my men complaining like, oh, women are so silly, they feel the cold. And I'm like, that's because all our clothes are made of shit. Made of shit and they rip at parties, hence Meg's dress. Hence why it's cold. And then you call us sluts for showing our bloody bodies, but you made us these ridiculous ripping dresses. <laughs> Fucking cut you. So we cut you with this dress. So Joe, after she finds this out, she doesn't tell Meg that she knows because she's like, well, you know, let's all just pay any attention to him. Maybe we'll all go away. No, you tell <laughs> so, him and be like, stop talking to him. He's scary. Yeah, he's weird. So Joe just ends up behaving really weirdly. And it says for weeks and is rude every time she sees Mr. Brooke if every any time they meet fair. him. And um, uh, it says that she it really kind of, disturbed like, her, didn't it? She's just that. Yeah. You're really fucking weird. She'd like be caught look, looking at Meg with like a woebegone face and occasionally jumping up to shake her and then to kiss her in a very mysterious manner. Like, it's disgusting. Well, that does sound quite mysterious, Joe. <laughs> Just there Just... having dinner like, oh, Meg, come here. Yeah, fuck off. Are you, are you okay, Joe? I'm fine. Oh, and Can whilst all that? of this is going on... Joe and Laurie um, are always like making up secret signs to each other and talking about... The spread eagle. No, what? (laughs) Spread eagle is a sex position. So it is, I don't think the lady writing the book, it's a very nice book, realises this, but this is just a big enigma at the moment. And then there was Joe and Laurie doing number 17. The spread eagle. The spread eagle. So, um, again... I don't... Sex was a thing back then. Being spread-eagled has always meant that. An eagle is spread wide open. So I don't think it's that much of a jump. Anyway. Weird. So, <laughs> so, Laura, so Laurie and Joe are actually banging? No. They just keep talking about spread-eagle and you find out more in a bit. So um, the girls declare They're that both Laurie eagles? and Joe... <laughs> have been banging eagles? <laughs> that Joe and Laurie have... Um, lost their wits and so i was like yeah. spread eagle like spy chat i don't know so it comes out that joe has sent a letter to not a letter she submitted some stories to a local newspaper to print one of them and all the whole operation is called the spread eagle because she's kept it secret however um that's not what spread eagle means sweetie i know i was like what the fuck are you, you need to give it a bit can you imagine like having like a like an intervention as a family like joe i realize you can do what you like with your life but we know what spread eagle means and if you just could just not do- i don't care what you do with Lloyd, but i just don't want to hear about it at the dinner table i don't want to hear about it like i yeah? just had a flashback <laughs> okay what? do you remember ages ago we asked what the most embarrassing thing was and i said uh, you've done and i said i don't know it'll probably be very repressed i can't just oh yeah that i thought you were gonna ask me that and i was like i don't know i suppress I it all it's all repressed i just remembered i used to think okay i used to think when i was very very young that vegans and vegetarians were the same thing so i could also call myself a vegan i also thought vegans and virgins were the same thing so i told my friend's dad i was a virgin (laughs) i'm sure he's like i'm I'm glad to hear it okay we have to move on because i'm having a mental breakdown it's too embarrassing (laughs) <laughs> which friend no I don't want to relive it anymore I'm 
James. What? Can I tell James? Oh, I'm sure you will anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so um, the newspaper has gotten in contact to tell Joe that um, they've published her stories, and this is bullshit. So when Joe went to the um, the office, they went, "Oh, we don't pay for um, new authors because um, no one pays for it. It's just good exposure." But after these stories, Sounds if we want to pu- right. Yeah, after these stories, if we want to publish any more, then we'll pay you. And um, but I was like, no. The second you read the story and you go, "Oh yeah, I'll publish that." then you fucking pay her. And literally, it's fucking bullshit. Pay people for the work that they do. So they haven't paid her for these stories, but they've said, yeah, we'd like more stories from you. And they've discussed the wage and it's quite a good wage. So, but anyway, fucking hell. So Um, rude. Can you imagine, sorry, like, um, mm. yeah, so if I've hired you to build my house and if you could just build Mm. the first wall, I won't pay you for that one. But if I'm happy with that one, then I'll I'll let you build the other ones and I'll pay for those three. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, fuck you. So, um, I'm going to stop with the story there today because, oh my God, it'll really kicks off in the next chapter. Oh How exciting. How exciting. Like, literally, guys, I whirled up a little bit whilst writing the notes. There are some trying times coming. <gasps> How exciting. How exciting. Let's, let's no, make her cry. <laughs> so for episode five, guys, just remember to have your tissues handy there for the boo hairs. You need, need them to catch all those boo hairs. If you are feeling fragile next week, you know, um, I mean, maybe still give listen. It a day. You know, I don't want our ratings to drop. <laughs> so listen, but just maybe not write that. Yeah, maybe no, not write that. Get yourself in a comfortable. Or you know, if you're in that moment where you're like, I'm feeling a little emotional. I need something to push me over the edge to let it all out. And ah. that's where you—that's when you listen to your sad music. Maybe tune into us. Yeah, give us a little, little, you know, little emotional lubrication. And <laughs> so I'm going to describe our podcast when people ask me about it in future. How would you describe it? <laughs> emotional lubricant. Mm, that's that's us that's us shall we do some fucking plugs yeah all right then well then guys if you've enjoyed today i imagine you probably already follow us and everything so just carry on um but you can find us uh, if you can type in unclassical into like twitter facebook Mm. instagram all of that we are there Mm. we are also on patreon there are some pretty cool things over on our patreon including things that we will get sent and we promise we won't put covid on it we promise and also, we are on TikTok now. We've got like one video. Well, um, there's yeah. also extra content over on our tic- not TikTok. There is content oh, there on is. there, but <laughs> it is extra. It's not like it's in here. But I was going to say in the Patreons. Yeah. As you can see, I'm really good at these plugs. So follow us <laughs> and enjoy, and have a wonderful day in lockdown. It's the fucking same as every other day. It is, and have a wonderful rest of the week. Yeah, and you know what? Have a great life. Yeah, and tune in next week to. For the boo <laughs> For the boo Yeah, make this one a good week because, you know, next week's going to be shit. <laughs> oh. All right, then, guys. It's been All a right pleasure. Bye. 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 For fuck's sake. Bye.